Hello, hello, and welcome back to Coffee with Carlin. Today's episode, episode number 11, is going to be about 10 things I wish someone told me as a young girl. So let's brew our coffee and grab a snack and let's get started. I want to give a little pre-warning here that if you are someone who gets cringed out by female related things like menstrual cycle or um, body hair, I advise you not to listen to this episode. But hey, if you're open to learning something new or if you're a girl and this is your vibe, be sure to continue listening. So today's episode I thought would be a good one to dive into because in the back of my mind, I've always, as I've learned these things, I've always been super frustrated that it's taken me that long to figure it out. So let's start here. Actually, before I jump into the 10 things, I cannot forget to tell you my snack of the day is some, like, they're not sour, but they're sugar-filled candies. They're like a mixture. It's called Sweet 16. I got it from Savon Foods. Any BC people will probably know what I mean. But it's got, oh, it says sweet and sour. So it's got like peaches, watermelon, cherry, grape, sour keys. Um, and my beverage of choice is just water. I've been really busy so far this month of August, which is so crazy to me that it's already August. This summer has flown by, but at the same time dragged by. <laughs> so um, yeah, so I've been doing lots of painting for my sister's mother-in-law, and I am going to be doing some more painting for my dad this upcoming weekend. So I haven't really divided my attention to this hobby and I'm I'm a little bummed about that but at the same time I don't want to force any of these episodes to be recorded and I just want to make sure that I'm enjoying it but I'm also recording like good quality discussions I don't want to just put things out there just because I said I would post every week and I know I haven't I think this will be two weeks off now, but I'm ready to at least record this episode and kind of go from there. But let's jump on in. So 10 things that I wish someone told me as a young girl, and I'm going to clarify here that young girl, I mean like 13 to 20. Um, a lot of these apply more so to 18, 19, but I do wish that I learn these things. So number one is that there are a million different types of clothing styles and clothing trends and not every single one is going to be for you. So for me right now, um, I do not like crop tops. They just don't fit right on me. I have a very long torso and everywhere you look online right now, because you can't really shop in person because of COVID, but is mostly crop tops and I've always been insecure about that part of my stomach and I don't want it to expose it for the world to see. I like long shirts that 
or over my bum. Don't have to worry about anything showing. And same with low-rise jeans, not my style either. And high-rise jeans as well. I do have a couple pairs of high-rise jeans. However, I feel like by the time I take my pants off at the end of the day, it's it's like I just explode because <laughs> my, my intestines, my stomach has been shoved up and held in place. And it is flattering, but... I don't know. <laughs> it's my poor stomach, my poor body. But yeah, so whether you're a girly girl, you're um, a tom tomboy. Yeah, that's the other one. Not every style is going to be for you and don't feel pressured to wear a specific style or trend just because everyone else is doing it. I think I've been in the cardigan trend for several years now and I probably always will be a cardigan person. So just embrace whatever clothing style or clothing trend that you like and, you know, just be you. There's no point being uncomfortable wearing crop tops, high-rise jeans when you, when you don't fully love what you're wearing. There's no point because at the end of the day, it's really all that matters is what you think. So, yeah, so that's number one that I wish that I was told as a young girl because I have done a lot of trial runs and a lot of errors in my clothing and there's a lot of pieces of clothing that I've tried to buy and wasted my money. Oh, another one that I actually have is a like bodysuit. Um, it's like a tank top bodysuit in like a thong and Oh my God, it's so uncomfortable. I still have the tags on it because I can't get myself to wear it, but I'm hanging on to it. I don't know why. I should just donate it, but yeah, no, not for me. <laughs> so number two that I have written down is that clothing sizes are different throughout different brands. I know that I've really struggled with this, especially as I've become an avid thrift shopper I will go to try something on in a different clothing brand that I've never tried on before and it's either too big or way too small and I know that also just from reading reviews on like American Eagle and those other kind of websites before you purchase something the sizing can vary even in within the same brand a different style of jean can fit differently and so the key thing I think that we need to remember is that if you have to size up in a piece of clothing, it's not because you're getting fatter. It's not because you're getting bigger or like that kind of thing. And it's so hard for our mental health to not take that personally. But really, it's the clothing system. It's the clothing sizing system that is messed up. It's not you. So I know that I've had to start to size up in um, some of my clothes lately because I've always just had it in my mind that size small is the best size and it's the size you need to be in to be this and that and just like my underwear lately I've been sizing up to a medium now and holy like what a difference that makes in the comfort level and so if you need to size up in clothing it's okay and that kind of goes along with number three is that your body is always changing. So for me, I'm learning now that I need to size up in some clothes 
because of my chest size or, you know, my butt's getting bigger, my hips are getting wider. So in order to be comfortable, I am sizing up with my clothes and it honestly, once I get over the fact, you know, that it's a, it's a bigger size to me, it's different than what I'm used to, the comfort level overrides that feeling and it's been really good so far for me. But just remember, it's okay if you need to size up and try not to take that too personally. And number four, not every birth control is going to work for you. I think now I've been on three different types of birth control. I was on Yasmin when I turned 18 or something like that. And I was on that for a couple of years. And I don't think there was any drastic side effects looking back now. I think it was just that my chest size got way bigger. Wow, I think I was a B, maybe C. And then I went to a double D and my lower back really felt it. And then I think I switched actually because a lot of reports were coming out about women dying after being on Yasmin. So that kind of freaked me out. And, um, oh, you know what? I think I remember going to the doctor because I was feeling quite depressed on the pill on Yasmin. So I was switched to Alessi. I think that's how you say it. And I was on that for several years and looking back now there was a lot of side effects but you know when you're on medication you don't think what you're going through is part of side effects um it's growing up in your early 20s there's a lot going on your hormones are kind of out of whack you're just experiencing different emotions all the time um a sense of belonging all that kind of things so it's not until um, I switched to the IUD that I'm on now that I realized, wow, like it's kind of crazy. The stuff I was going through, um, I was definitely feeling depressed and fatigued. Um, my libido was very low um, and it just wasn't, I just didn't feel like me. But again, it's that time of your life where you're figuring out who you are. So having this medication alter who you are and then you think who you are, it's just co confusing as a whole. So I would say that this IUD, I think it's called, oh shoot, Kylina, Kylina IUD. Um, it was fairly new when I got put on it, but I think the reason I got put on it was because it has low hormones. So, um, I remember talking to a nurse practitioner and she sat down with me and we kind of just went through my experience with birth control and kind of what I was looking for in my next birth control. And I highly recommend that if you have a, um, a woman's clinic in your town to definitely take advantage of that because it's something they do all day, every day. They talk about birth control and they're just so knowledgeable about all that kind of stuff your gp knows birth control but they might only do one insert insertion of iud a day whereas the women's clinic women's clinic that i went to they were doing several an hour so i felt really comfortable i 
felt that they really knew what they were talking about. And I've been on Kylina, I believe, for three years now. And so far, I have no complaints. I have been feeling really good mentally. And um, I haven't gained any weight. Uh, I did deal with a little bit of acne in the beginning. But I've been able to figure that out now. And so it's just... There's so many different birth control options and make sure that you do explore um, and talk to other people about their experiences. But again, my experience is going to be totally different for someone else. Um, so that can be really complicated, but definitely recommend going to a woman's clinic if you have one in a town near you or the town you're in. And number five is feminine hygiene is complex. So talking about hygiene and menstrual cycles, all that kind of thing. I believe it was like grade five for me. We had the talk about, you know, your menstrual cycle, what to expect, a little bit about pads and tampons, but they don't really show you how to use them. Um, my mom gave me a book, I believe, about my menstrual cycle and that was kind of it. So I feel like I really had to learn about pads, tampons, liners, that kind of thing. And I just want to say also that if you're a pad person, don't feel shamed. Do what works for you. If you're a tampon person, do what works for you. You know, I feel like there's a stigma, especially when you're in high school, that if you wear pads, you're considered gross and I don't know. I was a pad person probably in the beginning because I didn't know how to use tampons. So I would sleep with a pad and then, you know, clean in the morning because it does get kind of gross. And then once I learned how to do tampons, I still wore pads at night. Now I would say I'm mostly a tampon person and a liner person. Um, I've had issues with a heavy flow and it leaks through ruins your underwear, your beautiful underwear. So liners have really been a lifesaver. Even a liner is really nice when it's, you know, the tail end, it's lighter. So you don't have to wear a tampon, but you have a little something just in case. So yes, so many different kinds of that. Also, I've recently learned about um, like vaginal wash and how it neutralizes the pH and helps you feel clean, kind of helps with the smells. And that's been really game changer for me. TMI probably, but you know, whatever. I never learned that there was a such thing as a vaginal wash until maybe two or three years ago. And now I cannot live without it because it's just so amazing for the smell and just, you know, after a day of sweating and that kind of thing, being trapped in underwear, <laughs> Um, it's just good to be able to wash completely. And another key thing that no one also told you, this is just a little bonus, sleep with no underwear on. That has been awesome. It lets it breathe, lets the air flow, reduces the smell, just so you know. Another thing about feminine hygiene that I do really want to get into one day is a diva cup. I've heard that they are awesome and it's less wasteful. The only thing I worry about having an IUD is that when you like break the suction is that it can like expo ex 
expel the IUD and I don't want to deal with that. So maybe once I get this IUD taken out, I can experiment with the Diva cup. But that was a very detailed number five. But the point is, is there's a lot to learn about um, menstrual cycles, feminine hygiene, and to really take your time in that aisle and explore what works for you. Again, what works for me might not work for you, might not work for so-and-so, but Definitely do some research and figure out what works best for you. Number six, shaving isn't for everyone. Now, this is something that I definitely felt as a younger girl in high school. I would shave my legs and armpits all the time because I didn't want to be considered gross. So the key point I want to say is that you should only want to shave for yourself, not because society or someone tells you to. If your significant other or your friends are telling you that you're gross because you don't shave, you should probably take a look at whether they, like why they're, do, they're that, bleh, bleh. <laughs> I'm trying to say this in a really nice way, but you need to look at the relationship and see, you know, like, is it worth having this person make me feel like crap all the time because of a lifestyle choice that I choose not to, to take in, partake in? So that's definitely just something I want to yell out to the world is only shave because you want to shave, not because some society or someone else tells you to. And number seven is you don't have to buy female labeled items. I feel like this is something I've only just learned recently. I have gotten onto the train of buying um, men's deodorant because it doesn't have aluminum in it. So that has been, there's actually a lot of scents that could could be woman, you know, or I don't really even mind the men's deodorant smell. I think it's nice. But I had tried like a Tom's natural deodorant and I just couldn't get over the tea tree oil smell. So I went ahead and looked at my fiance's deodorant and realized it didn't have aluminum in it, which I don't understand why. Uh, well, I could rant about that whole thing and I'm not going to. But yeah, so I experimented with men's deodorant and I think I'm going to keep going on that train because it's been awesome not having to worry about aluminum foil, aluminum foil, <laughs> aluminum going into my armpits. And I do sweat a bit more, but I don't smell. I don't have that odor that I had with the Tom's natural deodorant. The other thing I also experimented with is men's razors. So I had been in Walmart in the clearance section and there was like a five pack of men's razors with five, um, what are they called? I don't know, there's five blades. The ones I normally get are three and holy crap, I am never buying a woman's razor again. And it was for a fraction of the price because everything is marketed towards female and it's pink and it's purple. So we add a dollar or two onto that kind of thing. And another thing that I've noticed with YouTubers is um, buying men's clothes. You get the oversized. I know oversized clothing is kind of a trend right now. So girls have been buying men's clothes that are larger, like hoodies and t-shirts, and it's kind of a trend right now. So you don't have to buy female labeled items, which I don't know why it took me so long to realize that, but 
it's pretty cool to be able to not have to feel targeted towards the pink and purple items. You know, you can buy whatever you want. And number eight is that friendships will come and go. This one, I think, has been a journey for me, um, especially when you have been friends with your high school friends, your middle school friends for so long, you know, you plan your life with them, you think they're going to be in your lives a lot. And then when you have, you know, a best friend breakup or even a friend breakup, it can be hard, you know, you drift away, um, only one person's putting all the effort in. And I think that that's not talked about a lot is that, you know, some friendships just like um, boyfriend, girlfriend, 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 boyfriend, boyfriend relationships is that they don't last. You know, some, some people come into your life for a specific reason and some people um, only stay for a short amount of time for a specific reason. And that's okay. Um, it's taken me a long time to realize that and, and I'm, I'm happy now that I've learned that and, and hopefully um, it will help someone who may be going through a friendship breakup right now to heal your heart and, and kind of move forward with that. So number nine is independence is a very important life skill to have. And I don't think I fully realized this until I've lived alone. Um, you have to grocery shop on your own. You have to run errands on your own. You're um, entertaining yourself. And I think it's really a great skill if you're able to be alone with yourself and and obviously we get bored, but if you're able to be alone with yourself and enjoy your own company, I think that really says something. And then you don't rely on anyone for anything and you're, you're able to do all these things on your own, which is pretty freaking cool if you ask me. Obviously, having a partner, it's uh, a bonus to have that special someone with you most of the time. But if you're able to keep that independence in some certain aspects of your life, it's, it's really rewarding. And to end off on number 10 is that you cannot love anyone until you fully love yourself. Now, this is a big one. Um... I don't think we all love every single part about ourselves, but if you're able to, you know, enjoy yourself, especially independently, um, you're able to learn how to, you know, love someone else and you're able to use some of your energy to love someone else and embrace them and all that kind of thing. Um, I know that's really corny, but I don't think I fully realized that until a couple of years ago. Um, especially being in a long-term relationship, it was so easy to focus all my energy on loving my partner that I had to love myself first before I could love him even more. It's kind of silly, but that is the all 10 of the things that I wish someone told me as a young girl. And I don't know if you're a girl and you can relate to some of these or maybe you learned something new, but be sure to head over to my Instagram page at coffee with Carlin and comment on my most recent post and let me know um, what your thoughts were about this episode and be sure to keep your eye out hopefully for an episode next week, but I'm not going to guarantee, you know, 
life is kind of busy right now and I will try my best to to stay in touch with my hobbies. But anyways, I hope you enjoyed this episode and thanks so much for listening. Take care. Bye-bye.